BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on today's game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code CHAMPION200 when you make your bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. And there's endless ways to make it rain with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in today's game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Wipe that smile off your face. Do you understand? What is that? A twisted sister pin on your uniform? What kind of a man are you? You're worthless and weak. You do nothing. You are nothing. You sit in here all Repulsive electric twanger! It's showtime, folks. Breaking down the best four songs. This, this, this is now You are a blinding, brilliant light from heaven. No, you are. Oh, I'm blushing. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, my fellow SMFers and fans of marauding drag queens and rock disciples of the Rockmore. I am your host for today's climb as we pay tribute to the four career-defining songs of one band that when the Rock Guards were done creating them, the Rock Guards decided that they would break the mold with some severe-ass headbanging. Now, if Kiss had had a drunken night of passionate sex with the band Slade, you'd probably have a pretty good idea of today's Mount Rockmore artist, Twisted Sister. And if you're celebrating the long holiday weekend, you're looking for a little something extra to pummel your eardrums, just ask your Alexa to play some of our Mount Rockmore ventures. Like we recently uh, uh, piled, drive, piled, drove, piled, drived, piled driven Judas Priest. Uh, we lit up the 40th anniversary of ACDC's Back in Black, dished out a heaping plate of Texas-style ZZ Top, and with a little help from our pals at the NFL Network, we took on the Mount Rushmore of the Beastie Boys as well as Alice in Chains. So this is this is an episode, a simple suggestion here for you, that you're going to want to turn up loud, very loud. And if you are among those easily offended, you'll want to turn it up louder. And just ask Alexa to play Mount Rockmore on TuneIn, and you know what? She'll plaster on her very best Rocky Horror Picture Show contour and stage dive directly into today's featured Rockmore, like the rest of us. Led from the front by the irrepressible Dee Snider, Twisted Sisters' rise to success took the best part of a decade, but they ruled MTV throughout the mid-80s. Their star, 
like a lot of bands in the 80s, burned out towards the end of that decade, but they reunited back in 2003 and then reasserted their position as one of the world's greatest live bands. I am fully aware that I am not going to be able to satisfy every sick motherfucking friend of Twisted Sister filing their incisors to a fine, fine point. But in the early stages of the 70s and 80s, in New York, Twisted Sister were local legends. They, along with Kiss and the Ramones, they were the quintessential New York band. I mean, truly an Empire State rock and roll royalty. And thus, you deserve a play-in for that. So, beginning with the sound of this marching feel, for all of its seemingly comedic charm, the song has a dark underbelly. This is The Kids Are Back from Twisted Sister, the play-in here on the Mount Rockmore Twisted Sister. like women, spoke like men, and played like motherfuckers, which, to be fair, 
I'm not making that up. That was their own mission statement. Twisted Sister had long learned how to handle themselves in a fight. But that challenge, the the kids are back portion of this, saying, we're all ready if you want to start, that was instigating a showdown, which we'll have more on their showdowns coming up a little bit later on here in the show. Now, Twisted Sister experienced a meteoric rise to stardom, and then the fall from grace. We all know that. It's a very typical story for these rock acts. The difference was that theirs was even faster than most, and largely fueled by overexposure instead of the eventual shift in like musical trends where Bon Jovi started playing soccer mom songs, those kinds of things, that felt almost, well, virtually every other peer, every other band in the end. This was particularly cruel for Twisted Sister because they put in nearly a decade fighting tooth and nail before they even got their real big shot to break through, as evidenced by their incomparable live performances. I mean, you talk a band that couldn't be tighter live, Twisted Sister is that band. But the long view of rock history is thankfully seen fit to repay Twisted Sister, and it is carve time right here on Mount Rockmore. This was their very first single in the UK. This song has got to make the list. From that same album, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, which was certified gold in November of 1995, a decade after they'd put it out, for selling over 500,000 copies in the U.S., and MetalRules.com put the album on their list of the top 100 heavy metal albums. Our very first song on Mount Rockmore of Twisted Sister goes to an odd statement, but a bubblegum pop-type song from Twisted Sister called I Am, I'm Me, here on the Twisted Sister Mount Rockmore.
Poppy, but it got Twisted Sister on TV and landed them on the long-running British TV show Top of the Pops. Getting, as according to Dee Snyder, getting a bunch of scumbags like us in front of a possible 10 million people while they were eating their dinner was the ultimate goal. Now on the way, the band loved cartoon, comedy, and even Animal House-style comedy. How all of those things affected their success on the way here. Plus, the one thing Dee Snyder says his contribution to the live performance Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be, that's all on the way here on Mount Rockmore. If you're just joining us, we are covering a developing story. We go back now to Southern California, where a VH1 bus crashed just a short while ago, spilling more than 2,000 pounds of slut onto Interstate 5 near Palmdale. The bus was transporting contestants for the new VH1 reality series, The Road to Knoxville, in which 18 scantily clad young women vie for the heart of divorced stuntman Johnny Knoxville. Officials there are struggling to control the spread of slut, which has already polluted the roadway and is spreading now down a hillside into residential areas. Let's go live to Onion News Network's Brian Scott, who's live on the scene. Brian, what's exactly going on out there? Well, it's just horrible, Anna. The highway here was not pristine to begin with, but now it's covered in all of this orange skin slut. I've only been here an hour. I've already seen four three-way kisses and six tattoos with misspellings. Oh. And downwind, the stench of perfume and tequila mixed together is pretty difficult to stomach. Well, it sounds like quite a scene. Brian, I understand that the sluts had been loaded onto the bus in Huntington Beach early this morning. Is that right? But that's where it began. Yes, the sluts were being transported from a negligee-wearing rock climbing contest there to a girl-on-girl paintball match when the crash occurred. There's been speculation, in fact. The accident was actually caused by some slut leaking into the front cab on the vehicle and getting on the driver. I see. Now, the local fire department is just not equipped to handle something this toxic. No, the yeah. problem is that we're very close to the San Gabriel River and officials are concerned that the sluts might go skinny dipping in it or think it's a hot tub and make out in it. Oh my gosh, yeah. But we should say too that the crews, they're doing their best. They're just trying to keep these sluts contained with impromptu strip-offs and shooter contests in the ditch behind me. Now we've just gotten word that VH1 has issued a statement. It's on their website. It says they are fully committed to the safe handling of sluts. Yes, but but the EPA has urged VH1 to use perhaps a more diluted form of slut than this highly concentrated slut they use now. Yeah, all sounds uh, sounds like good stuff, but I don't think VH1 one's gonna ever go for that. Brian, stay safe out there and don't fuck any of those sluts. All right, thanks, Anna. Moving on, a new Apple laptop will become preloaded with a half-written coming-of-age novel. Bauer. <laughs> Maxim Radio. Warning, the following material may not be suitable for those 18 years old or younger. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> ready for the hottest in menopausal entertainment? Prepare yourself for Church Women Gone Wild. Direct from St. Josephine's Bake Sale. They're crazy. They're out of control. They have cankles. Church Women Gone Wild. It's all the girl-on-girl knee-high stocking and varicose veins you can stand. From the Holy Water Wet T-Shirt Contest to accepting sacraments and their granny panties. Church Women Gone Wild are off their kneelers and on their knees to please for God. Order now. Church Women Gone Wild. $10.99 for the DVD. $24.99 for only the audio. Seriously, that's kind of creepy and gross. Too dirty for the Vatican? Too hetero for the priesthood? It's Church Women Gone Wild. Once this is over, you'll pray for forgiveness. Order now at kinklesforchrist.com. Bow, 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 bow. Action Radio. Serious. 108. Breaking down the best four songs. This, this, is Mount Rock.
I already got your answers. Never, three inches, time daily on a boat, and with my finger. Totally different than the answers we're going to have coming up for you a little bit later on with a Today You Learned Twisted Sister edition. But welcome back to the Mount Rockmore podcast. If what we're doing here makes you feel, you know, this kind of good. What you can you do, you, you want, you, you can do so, you, you, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, like that. Then please check out our website, thebowershow.com. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a rating. Give us give us a review. One star to five stars. I mean, at the end of the day, one star if you're left with a completely annoying memory of D. Snyder. And five stars if you heard his many national radio shows or knew that D.'s granddaughter, yes, he's a grandfather, was born on the 405 freeway on the way to the hospital. Why? Because she felt the need. The need? I won't do it. 35 years ago, D. Snyder became my hero. Why? Because he was the ultimate rebel. He was the ultimate spokesperson for what I loved so dearly. And I mean rock music, loud rock music. And when the Parents Music Resource Center, that doesn't sound familiar, how about the um, PMRC? When they went after recording artists to make sure that they had warning labels on their albums that they deemed offensive, Dee Snyder walked into that goddamn Senate hearing. Very stuffy senators, suits, hair parted, slicked back. He walked in in snakeskin boots, a sleeveless Twisted Sister t-shirt, big-ass hair, and he told those stuffed suits a thing or two about music. And in music, like any other art form, it's open to interpretation. And nobody's interpretation of art should prohibit one's freedom of speech. The PMRC was originally formed after Alan Tipper Gore, we're listening to Prince's Purple Rain album with one of their daughters, and then they heard the song Darling Nikki. Fantastic track. Where it references a female sex friend who was masturbating with a magazine. In any case, that offended them. They clutched, <gasps> clutched their pearls. And offended by that content in the song, the music in general, Tipper Gore contacted her friends, the Washington Wives, to form the PMRC and compiled a list of 15 songs that contained lyrics they deemed inappropriate and unsuitable for children. Those songs became known as the Filthy 15. And here is what Dee Snyder had to tell them about the Filthy 15. In this article, Ms. Gore claimed that one of my songs, Under the Blade, had lyrics encouraging sadomasochism, bondage, and rape. The lyrics she quoted have absolutely nothing to do with these topics. On the contrary, the words in question are about surgery and the fear that it instills in people. Furthermore, the reader of this article is led to believe that the three lines she quotes go together in the song, when as you can see from reading the lyrics, the first two lines she cites are an edited phrase from the second verse, and the third line is a misquote of a line from the chorus. That the writer could misquote me is curious, since we make it a point to print all our lyrics on the inner sleeve of every album. As the creator of Under the Blade, I can say categorically that the only sadomasochism, bondage, and rape in this song is in the mind of Ms. Gore. Accusation number two. The PMRC has made made public a list of 15 of what they feel are some of the most blatant songs lyrically. On this list is our song, We're Not Gonna Take It, upon which has been stowed a V rating indicating violent lyrical content. You'll note from the lyrics before you that there is absolutely no violence of any type, either sung about or implied anywhere in the song. 
Now, it strikes me that the PMRC may have confused our video presentation for this song with the meaning of the lyrics. It's no secret that videos often depict storylines completely unrelated to the lyrics of the song they accompany. The video for We're Not Gonna Take It was simply meant to be a cartoon with human actors playing variations on the Roadrunner Wild E. Coyote theme. Each stunt was selected from my extensive personal collection of cartoons. You'll note when you watch the entire video that after each catastrophe our villain suffers through, in the next sequence he reappears unharmed by any previous attack, no worse for the wear. By the way, I'm very pleased to note that the United Way of America has been granted a request to use portions of our We're Not Gonna Take It video in a program they are producing on the subject of the changing American family. They asked for it because of its, yeah. they asked for it because of its, quote, light-hearted way of talking about communicating with teenagers, unquote. It is gratifying that an organization as respected as the United Way of America appreciates where we're coming from. I've included a copy of the United Way's request as part of my written testimony. Thank you, United Way. Accusation number three. Last Tuesday, a public forum regarding the lyric controversy was held in New York. Among the panelists was Ms. Gore. Trying to stem the virtual tidal wave of anti-rating sentiment coming from the audience, Ms. Gore made the following statement, quote, I agree this is a small percentage of all music, thank goodness, but it's becoming more mainstream. You look at even the t-shirts the kids are wearing and you see Twisted Sister and a woman in handcuffs sort of spread-eagled, unquote. This is an outright lie. Not only have we never sold a shirt of this type, we have always taken great pains to steer clear of sexism in our merchandise, records, stage show, and personal lives. Furthermore, we have always promoted the belief that rock and roll should not be sexist, but should cater to males and females equally. I feel that an accusation of this type is irresponsible, damaging to our reputation, and slanderous. I defy Ms. Gore to Ms. Gore, sorry, to produce such a shirt to back up her claim. I'm tired of running into kids on the street who tell me that they can't play our records anymore because of the misinformation their parents are being fed by the PMRC on TV and in the newspapers. These are the only three accusations I've come across. All three are totally unfounded. Who knows what other false and irresponsible things have been said about me or my band. Yes. Yes. That partially made him a hero in my mind. I will hear more a little bit later on from him at that same exact thing 35 years ago, the PMRC hearings. How it is that the Filthy 15 hasn't made its way into the name of a rock band today is beyond me, or even a microbrew, really, honestly. And look at Twisted Sisters had fun with We're Not Gonna Take It over the years. In fact, here's them talking about what it's like to play it in foreign countries. Twisted Sisters! your own words for we're not going to take it. We've heard that you might have some Spanish words for we're not going to take it. Eddie, what are, those, what are those Spanish words they like to say? Huevos con aceite. Huevos con aceite. 
Concerte. Let me hear you sing Huevos Concerte. Go. Indeed, yes. And listen, at the end of this all, the part that makes this the most ironic is, while this song had all these great overtones that were super violent and offended somebody like Tipper Gore years and years ago, Dee Snyder, just a couple of years ago, redid the same song, twisted it into a ballad to help cancer patients. Take that, Tipper Gore. In fact, song number two on the carving portion of today's Mount Rockmore is that very ballad-like version. It's the same song taken down a few notches so Tipper might hear it in her dentist's office or uh, wherever else she's listening these days. It's Twisted Sister Mount Rockmore with the acoustic piano version of We're Not Gonna Take It here on Mount Rockmore. We've got the right to choose it There ain't no way we'll This is our life This is our song We'll fight the powers that be just Don't pick our destiny cause You don't know us You don't belong Your goal is never ending 
At the end of those PMRC hearings, a reporter asked D. Snyder how he was feeling, to which he said, dirty. Snyder added, look, I'm not at all anti-American. I'm patriotic and I love my country, but politics is a dirty, ugly business and politicians are not better, smarter, or greater than any of us. If anything, they're not as good. They're not as smart and they're not anything but better. They've got agendas. They've got their own reasons for constituencies and trying to get things done that they want done. And they don't have our better interests at heart. It's sheer manipulation. And I went away feeling very, very disenchanted. Well, record companies still, I mean, if we had record stores today, they had been until the last record stores went down, still continuing to put parental advisory stickers on albums. And technically to this very day, they would. I wonder if that emotional single was forced to have a sticker on it, too. Now, we're halfway through the Mount Rushmore of Twisted Sister songs. We got two to go. But first, it's time for a Twisted Sister Today You Learnt. Today, today, today you learned. Today, today, today you learned. It's sort of some after-dinner or makeup trivia for you if you're a Twisted Sister fan uh, before we get to the end of this show. So just think of this as little nuggets of information coming your direction. Today, you learned that the band Twisted Sister, none of the members enjoyed doing drugs or taking alcohol. They just wanted to keep that quiet to keep their reputation alive. Today, you learned Twisted Sister challenged Hanoi Rocks and Manowar to a street fight back in 1983 while in England. Twisted Sister showed up the next day in jeans and leather with a growing crowd of English SMFs cheering them on, but neither of the other groups showed up. The story came from the official Twisted Sister book, was confirmed by D. Snyder and AJ. The trigger was that Manowar had called them something like sissies with makeup in an interview. The, thus, the, the challenge to the fight came and never actually panned out. Now, who's the sissy? Today, you learned D. Snyder of Twisted Sister wrote one of the best-selling Christmas songs of all time, and not one that they put on the Twisted Christmas album. No, in fact, it was one for Celine Dion. And I know you're saying, Bauer, there's no way, but I've got proof. This song. And I'm sorry for putting that in your ear holes here in the midst of a Twisted Sister Mount Rockmore, but that song, look at the credits, written by one D. Snyder of Twisted Sister. And finally, today you learned D. Snyder, Twisted Sister frontman, says he invented stage diving. I don't know if you know, uh, but I invented stage diving. We were this very popular club band uh, for many years. Uh, and in the earliest days, um, you know, we were dressing literally in women's clothing and I was getting into a fight every night. I was lead singer, front man, and band security. Uh, now, there's one night I'm on stage and it's packed. There's about a thousand people in a club that holds like 500, jam-packed, sea of people, and some guy throws a bottle at me. Now, let me just explain to you guys out there, like throwing something at the band is the least cool thing in the world to do because we can't see. Wait, who threw that bottle? Who threw that bottle? I see audiences all pointing to this one area and I'm going, over there, who threw that bottle? I said, if you've got 
one ball, not no one ball, if you've got half of one ball, you will show yourself nothing. So, so I go, you know what? You suck. Your father sucks. Your mother, and as soon as I got to your mother, like, that's the line you don't want to cross. And I knew I was crossing it. Your mother sucks. And this guy's fingers go up, bam, middle fingers, wait. I said, you? Is it you? And this is where I invented stage diving. I decided that I am going to swan dive off of a six-foot-high stage into the crowd, and the audience will catch me. I mean, it is a 1,000 people in a 500-person room. How could they possibly not catch me? Now, just to cut to Eddie O'Jane, my guitar player, Eddie says he remembers turning sideways and seeing a pair of red platform boots <laughs> sailing eye level past his head as I dove in the crowd. What I did not account for, being the first stage diver, that is human nature. When you see approximately 185 pounds of silver lame, which is what I was wearing that night, flying your way, human instinct is get out of the way. There's a flying object, and I don't know how these people parted like the damn Red Seas. It was, I don't know where they went, but somehow these thousand people managed to squeeze sideways, and I came plummeting down and smashed into the ground. Now, I'm not that tough a guy. I, I, I like that, you know, it's the shock of the movie character coming off the screen. That wins a lot of battles. Nobody expects the guy on stage to actually come out into the crowd. So you've got your advantage, surprise. Plus, I'm sober, which works great as well when you're fighting drunk people. But every now and then, I know that you're going to meet your match. So I'm smart enough to look around and see like, who's got my back. And I noticed there was some pretty big biker SMFs, fans of the band, right in the area of this guy. So I figure, this is going to got my back. So as I peel myself off the ground, and I had smashed my leg, as it turned out, I nearly broke my leg. I bruised the bone. We wound up canceling multiple shows after that show because my leg just blew up like a balloon. I hit so hard. But as I got off the ground, now I'm in front of the guy, and the dude who's with the bottle is in full-on kung fu stance. He's like, he has got the whole fuck praying mantis, one leg's up in the air. He is going, I'm like, Oh, damn, I'm not ready for this. I'm wearing lame. So I look around quickly for my, my loyal minions who are going to get my back, and there they are making room for the fight. They are pushing. Oh, give them room, guys. There's going to be a brawl. So now I'm in this packed <laughs> club. I'm on the floor. My leg is throbbing. It's already blown up to twice its normal size. My lame is splitting, and I'm dealing with a karate guy. So I just, in my six-inch spike stiletto heels, red, if you remember. I just charged this guy and started just ramming him through the crowd like a wild man until security jumps on him and they drag him away. And I crawl back to the stage. I get back on the stage and, 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 I'm, and the place is now losing their minds. They're cheering because it's been just, this was epic. Uh, and if, and I invented stage diving because people are going, hey, he just invented stage diving. And that's Twisted Sister Today You Learned. Today, today, today you learned. Today, today, today you learned. At least according to Dee Snyder, that's how stage diving was invented. 
And I'll say this true, any true Twisted Sister fan, SMF or Sick Motherfucker, uh, give them their full proper title, will be able to recite the introductory dialogue of our song number three here. Now, that promo, you might remember, the, the video itself featured Mark Metcalf. This was the video they showed on MTV, best known as the abusive ROTC leader Doug Niedermeyer from Animal House. Here, he plays a teacher with a similar personality to Niedermeyer, who harasses a student for drawing the Twisted Sister logo on his textbooks. Why am I telling you about it? Let's just listen to it, shall we? I think so. Hello, students. How much can you remember? School has begun. Repeat after me. is over. I am in command. What was that? For that little outburst, each and every one of you will spend three hours in detention today, immediately after school, in the basement. What do you think you're doing? Twisted sister. What kind of a man desecrates a defenseless textbook? I've got a good mind to slap your your fat fat face. face. You are destroying your life with that, that, that garbage. All right, Mr. Sister. I want you to tell me. No, better yet, stand up and tell the class. What do you want to do with your life? And that is where we find song number three on the Mount Rushmore of Twisted Sister here on Mount Rockmore. I want to rock! Tell me not to play 
And for those of you like me, fans of Animal House, you remember the end of that video, too, where you got the teacher who is trying to stop the kids who are rock-loving students. He's also been backfires on him in every possible way at that school. He crawls into the principal's office only to be confronted by the principal, played by Stephen First, who played Flounder from Animal House. Kent Flounder Dorfman alongside Metcalf, both of them from Animal House. And first reprises one of his lines from the movie, oh boy, this is great, and then sprays water on a seltzer bottle at the teacher. And in 2009, I Want to Rock was named the 17th greatest hard rock song by VH1. But friends, as in the case of every one of these Mount Rockmores, even legends who seemed like overnight successes but really worked their asses off for a long time have songs that didn't quite make the Mount Rockmore cut. And that is where we pay fitting tribute to those who couldn't make it up, the face of Mount Rockmore. Out in the holy shit they had a ballad, Plains, lie the scorched remains of Twisted Sisters, The Price. And if you ever thought, hey, why can't we get more cover songs from the 50s played on the radio in the 80s? I advise you to turn away from the rats picking away at the carcass of Leader of the Pack in the, this must be the 16th minute of fame, or at least what it sounds like, gully. Now, back to the mountainside. What do Twisted Sister fans call themselves? Well, I kind of gave you that answer already, but I'm going to let D. Snyder explain it in greater detail to you and to Al Gore. That's coming up next here on Mount Rockmore. This is, this is a clearly, clearly not metrosexual moment, moment in history. Andre the Giant. A man was born in a small farm town in France on May 19th, 1946. Andre Rusimov came out of the womb as a full-grown man. That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but by age of 18, he was indeed over 7 feet tall and weighed over 300 pounds. Soon he became one of the most intimidating fighters of our time. Eventually, he got up to 7 foot 5, 500 pounds. If you saw him on the street today, you would be shocked because he's no longer alive. But he was a true man. He never would have fit into girly leather pants or a fuzzy little scarf with cute patterns on it. He used scars for tube socks and pool covers as condoms. Andre the Giant only lost matches when he felt like losing. He only talked to people he felt like talking to. And he never, ever ordered his latte with soy milk. Here's to you, Giant. You're no metrosexual. When you used the word metro, you were talking about the subway. And you were on the subway because you couldn't fit in a car. This has been and Lee Camp. For more funny crap, check out LeeCamp.net and SharkBaby.com. There are tons of websites and services to help you in locating jobs, but who's there for you during the presentation? Which organization can guarantee the full attention of your potential employer? Lesame Resume Service, the three-dimensional lesbian networking technique sweeping the nation, takes filling the opening to a whole new level. Executive or entry level, our girls will press the flesh for you and will probe for any openings in the HR office. With two hot lesbians all over each other, an employer has never found your fondness for needlepoint and loyalty as captain of the weekend archery team so interesting. You can't even spell CEO, but our girls will make that douchebag from HR think you went to the Harvard of community colleges. When you choose Lesume Resume Service, you'll get to personally meet your lesbians for an oral rehearsal. To dress your lesbians however you please, making needed adjustments for industry-specific positions. And all lesbians provided are currently at or above a combined fourth grade reading level. 
With Lesume Resume Service, the only performance that matters has nothing to do with your job. Hell, you may even have, I'm an unemployed loser who lives in my mother's basement under experience, and you'll still get consideration. Fred from ShopRite might think you're an asshole, but Sasha and Tiffany from Hoboken are the only reference you'll need to nail the job. For more information, visit Lesume Resume Service online at rugmunchingresumes.les. Breaking down the best four songs. I want to thank God. Uh, I want to thank the Lord God. Because uh, it's not really up to me, it's up to Him. Everybody likes to feel useful. Make it the world go round. We are down to our last track on the Mount Rushmore of Twisted Sister. Yes! We ask you first to visit our website at thebowershow.com. Hit up our shop. Bowershow.com slash shop. It's pretty easy to do. And check out the Mount Rockmore t-shirts, sweatshirts, and other gears there. Now, as a youth, a 15-year-old lad, seeing this long-haired, loud-mouthed rock star stand up to Congress in the Senate over the PMRC hearings, it did my leather-fringed heart good. I had found my rock here in eloquence, speak to power, the voice of Twisted Sisters frontman D. Snyder. He, he and the, the band members never drank, never did drugs, never partied. But when they sat down and spoke, when Dee Snyder spoke and answered a question in a very ballsy way that you just wouldn't expect when you're talking about confronting Congress on some level, then Senator Al Gore asked Dee about the fan base of Twisted Sister. Mr. Snyder, what is the name of your fan club? The fan club is called the SMF Friends of Twisted Sister. And uh, what does SMF uh, stand for when it's uh, spelled out? It stands for the Sick Motherfucking Friends of Twisted Sister. Is this uh, also a Christian group? Uh, I don't believe that profanity has anything to do with Christianity. Nailed it! And yes, that, that right there, that was the encapsulating moment. Gore was speechless. I found my hero and my rock family. And as a card-carrying member of the SMF's Friends of Twisted Sister to this day, the song that gave us our name, the song that made us feel like they respected us, is the fourth and final song getting carved in the mountainside. For all the SMFers out there, this is SMF on Mount Rockmore.
it, what a good song. Man, I mean, the band had been around since 1973, and while most of their audience discovered the band through their MTV hits, like We're Not Gonna Take It, I Wanna Rock, they had a loyal following from their years of slogging it out in the clubs, and for all of those people who followed them, you had your own song. And listen, Twisted Sister was at the peak of their powers, and Dee Snider said, this song will probably never make it to the radio. It's a song that's not gonna be to everybody's liking. But it's a song for the real friends of Twisted Sister, the people who have been there through You Can't Stop Rock and Roll in 1983, back through Under the Blade in 1982. This one's for you. How many bands have done that for their fans these days? That is some serious rock shit right there. Hey, SMFers, you hate my picks? You think you could do better? Well, tweet us at Mount Rockmore, at M-T-R-O-C-K-M-O-R-E and let me know. I may need you to help me co-host and then stage dive directly into some upcoming Rockmores. And and if you remember thinking that in the film Pee-wee's Big Adventure with Pee-wee Herman during the movie's legendary chase scene throughout the Warner Brothers studios in Burbank, California, if you think you saw Pee-wee stumble upon Twisted Sister shooting a music video for the signature track Burn in Hell, you were not high, you saw it. Tell your friends who saw that movie with you to subscribe, and we'll be right here for your 40th high school reunion road trip. I'm Bauer. Until next time, I'm Mount Rockmore. See ya. Welcome back, Bayside! They're taking school spirit... The the fun's just getting started! ...to the max. This is gonna be awesome! Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside! They're taking school spirit... The the fun's just getting started! ...to the max. This is gonna be awesome! Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock.